listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And we've got a great show. It's always fun. We've got uh, Steve Ronaldo here at the round table. Jim Weber, uh, shining light on the round. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Jim. I'm just teasing. Just teasing? It's the glare. It's the glare, yes. And we've also got Mr. Mall on today. Yes. Uh, better known as the great race Jeffrey Mall. Yeah. Is that that's that pretty well covers it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, guys. How are you all doing this morning? Well, pretty we're good. We're, we're vertical. Yeah, taking a lot yeah, of light nourishment. There's a model A uh swap meet I might try to go over to today if everything works here. What do you need for your truck? Well, I'll tell you, you can't go wrong with a model A. Uh I mean anything that uh would get it uh, across about uh, well about thirteen little shy just shy of fourteen thousand miles uh, next year. Uh, if you see something that would help, uh, bring it on. Are you taking that from the New York to Paris run? That's the idea. Yeah, you'll oh, do I'll it just fine. It. You'll do yeah. it just fine. Yeah, that those things <laughs> run forever. Well, I figure if Great Graham could do it in nineteen oh eight with a uh, Thomas Flyer, certainly be able to do it with a Model A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, if it breaks down, there's somebody along the road that's a Model A enthusiast. That's a yeah. beautiful anywhere. thing about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Wonderful. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. you're doing that. that that's kind of neat you're taking an old car. Well, it's the 110th anniversary, so it's kind of one of those things you got to do. Yeah, well, sign me up for the 125th. I'll, I'll do that one. <laughs> okay, okay. How long do you think it'll take me to wheelchair from New York to Paris? <laughs> I don't know. They got a pretty, pretty fast one nowadays. Well, and, uh, it, you probably could put it on supercharge and super yeah, cross. Yeah, you could get a Tesla wheelchair and use a supercharge station. Yeah, the hardest part is going to be going through the Korean Peninsula. I think well, that might that, be an issue. <laughs> Fortunately, we're going to be well south of that. (laughs) (laughs) Or by then, you may be well north of that. (laughs) Well, that's right. It may be relocated, so you never know. Yeah. Well, have you recovered from the 2017 great race in the X Cup? Well, I'll tell you, that uh, was an over-the-top experience. Uh, This year especially, we had seven teams, and... uh, uh, a really a broad representation uh, California and uh, Tennessee as, as well as Gilmore had for the first time three museums represented really and, uh, cool yes yes yeah. um, that the interest from the museums was particularly uh, special because of course they've got vast collections of cars and in the case of Gilmore we actually stopped at Gilmore um uh, on the way through Michigan, and uh, I've got to admit, it's the first time I've ever been to Gilmore, and I was kind of blown away. That is, that is just an over-the-top yeah. uh, collection yeah. of cars and and uh, artifacts. Uh, they got any plan? If, if, did you talk to anybody? Do they have any plans for any more club museums? Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, the Model A or the Ford uh, Mafi, yeah, Mafi, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I believe that there's a, 
very interesting arrangement that they have with the various national clubs that when they do build their facility, the idea is that they double it in a certain period of time, and they're in the process of doing that now. Wow. Yeah, the, wow. I, I know that getting in the Model A Restorers Club magazine, they, 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 I think Moffy's doing the... Uh, their museum is is doing a great job up there, and uh, you always read about the catalog. There's just so much to see up there. You can't hardly spend a day there and see everything. Uh, that's right. It's uh, it's a tremendous experience, and uh, anybody who's anywhere near uh, Hickory Corners, I, yeah. I mean, Kalamazoo like area, out of yeah. Mayberry RFD, you know, it, it, but it's a fantastic place and growing, uh, well worth the drive. Yeah, and growing. Yeah, the other oh, thing yeah. is the Model T driving school. That is interesting that they do. You learn how to yep, drive a Model T. A lot of different age, age groups. They have a very active youth program, and actually, it was from that that the X Cup program kind of uh, got its start. And uh, Jay, who is their marketing director up there, was the uh, kind of the inspiration to it, and. Uh, certainly very active and looking forward to 2018 cool cool yeah that that that's quite a place anyway what are some of the other schools that uh, schools or organization that participated this year you said you had seven yeah uh, we had alfred state of course which is uh now become uh their 1953 dodge car wagons almost become iconic in uh, the x cup division. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, the other day when we were talking, Jeff, I asked you about the all-girls team from Alfred State, and uh, yes. I wanted to know, is it going to be Dodge Power Wagon 2? <laughs> no, the uh, <clears throat> the girls have a, have a, probably a different sense of what's cool. Are you going to let, and, them, uh, let them drive a Mini? <laughs> well, they're actually going to drive a 1972 BMW 2002 Coupe, and so the... Uh, the girls will look just great in in that, and uh, two student navigators. Uh, of course, because of the age requirement, you have to be over twenty one to drive. So, <clears throat> in order to uh, keep it an all girls team, they have uh, a, a recent alum, uh, Kate uh, Jonas from uh, San Rafael, and she actually uh, owns two automotive shops out in California, very successful young woman, and she's coming back to uh, drive the Alfred State team car, uh, and she'll be having two students that are going to be her navigators, two I, young gals. One of them's out of Springville, New York, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? I, I don't know, but I, I smell a bit of, of, of uh, discrimination here. <laughs> A well, good-looking I, I, girl owning two shops and doing quite, being quite successful at it. When across the street you got an ugly-looking guy like Steve running a shop, and he's getting no business. Is well, that discriminate? <laughs> the girls are getting business, and and the guys aren't. Is that seems to me well, like I that's some kind of. Well, I guess it's just uh, something about natural selection. I mean, you know, it's like bees to honey. I I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> I, I prefer I prefer unnatural selection. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh. but it should be uh, it should be interesting. <clears throat> there have been, of course, um, all girls teams uh, in the adult divisions, 
but uh, this will be a first for uh, X-Cup Division, which, of course, are high school and college students. Uh, first time ever that there's been an all-girls um, X-Cup team. Uh, you had something else unique this year. Wasn't it a 13-year-old that was doing all the math and the navigating, if I remember rightly, oh, a 14-year-old? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, that would be Galax, Virginia. It's a Boy Scout group. Uh, troop out of Galax, and um, they've been competing for for a number of years. And the uh, uh, that team, of course, had a couple of scouts in as navigators. <clears throat> a uh, dentist, actually, he is from from Galax, uh, was the driver, of course, because of the age requirement. But the uh, students, uh, one of them was 13 years old, and uh, he actually. Uh, was very instrumental in navigating them to victory in the division. First time they've ever won the division. Cool. And, incredible. Uh, just it just incredible. goes to show that even at 13, you can uh, compete quite effectively. Wow. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know Galax. I, I spent a night there one time. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. that's the hospital I went to, and they thought I was oh, having a heart right. attack. Oh, that's right. they have a mental facility there? No, that, <laughs> no that's where I spent the little hospitals where they thought I was having a heart attack. Oh. And it was that other thing. Come to find out. Yes. Hi- yeah, hiatic, yes. hiatic hernia or uh, whatever the hell it is. Hiatal hernia. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we're off on that subject. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, yeah. What other All museums? All those who care, raise your hand. Yeah. <laughs> what other museums uh, besides Gilmore? I see all Gilmore? the hands going up. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we also had the uh, Unser team, uh, Al Unser Museum out of Albuquerque, That's right. New Mexico. Yeah. And uh, they had kind of an interesting challenge in it. Uh, about a third of the way through the uh, race coming up from Tallahassee to uh, Traverse City, Michigan, uh, first gear went out. So they actually completed, uh, well, I, it would be well over 500 miles using just uh, second gear, second and third gear in uh, their 1961 MG. So um, fortunately, we weren't doing the mountains that we did the last couple of years uh, I, Last year, year before this last race was uh, the Lincoln Highway. <clears throat> so we went from San Francisco to Moline. Of course, had the Rocky Mountains. The year before that was St. Louis to Santa Monica. So we did the Rocky Mountains in the other direction along Route 66. Now I don't know how well that MG would have done in the Rockies without first gear, but uh, we were a little flatter terrain this year, and and so. Uh, they actually were able to complete the race and did quite well. Good for them. Good. Yeah. yeah. So that that's and cool. Then we, oh, I was just going to say, uh, in the uh, Gilmore team, there was another young gal. Uh, I believe she's a junior in high school. And uh, a rookie. <clears throat> well, the team was actually a rookie team. Any, anybody who's competing for the first, first time in a great race is considered a rookie. And uh, her name was Madison, and she was competing the very first day out of um, uh, Tallahassee. And, um, of course, being uh, all about precision, the navigator in reality is the one who really wins wins the, uh, the race. And she managed to accomplish on her very first day an ace, which is perfect score, uh, zero time. In other words, she's not early, she's not late uh, during one of the legs, uh, one of the segments in that particular day. And I remember uh, I was down by the finish line, 
and uh, remember seeing her expression when um, the rally master John handed her 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 ace, and uh, I'll tell you that that was a picture in itself. Uh, a young girl like that winning a winning an ace in a very intense competition, and uh, she quite honestly couldn't believe what she had done. But that's that's what X Cup and that's what this competition is all about. These kids get to experience lifetime uh, lifetime activity that uh, kind of takes them beyond their comfort zone and when they discover that uh, hey I can do this uh, it's kind of a, a moment you never forget and this was done just with a stopwatch and a pencil and a piece of paper yeah it's uh, no slide no roll GPS no cell phones None of that. Beautiful. And uh, they're given the instructions actually 30 minutes before they start that day's run. And the instructions are very precise, turn by turn, uh, stop signs, and they have a speedo, which is a very accurate speedometer. They have to cover up um, the vehicle speedometer and only only use, uh, they can't use an odometer. So there's no way to really tell um, cumulatively other than by simple math on a clipboard. Uh, where you should be right and of course the challenge is normal traffic the course is laid out uh, actually by three runs prior to the race itself very precise <clears throat> distances down to um, well speeds uh, and distances down to a hundredth of a mile and checkpoints along the way well of course the checkpoints are hidden so you don't know when you pass them Jeff? And the competitors are timed as they go past these checkpoints. Yeah. Well, they know from the prior runs, if you go the exact speed limit, the speed limit's always set five miles per hour under the posted speed limit. So you don't want to run a stop sign or, or get caught speeding because, you know, that's going to put you out of the competition. Jeff, but, i, I got to uh, stop you there. We're up against the hard break. We'll be back with Jeff Mall. Talking about the great race right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. On the America's Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, and we do thank you for listening. And we also thank uh, J.C. Taylor Insurance and Passport Transport for sponsoring the Classic Car Show. And we thank 
Mr. Jeff Mall for being our guest today on the Classic Car Show, better known as the Great Race Person. Yes. Yep. Pretty so, much. Jeff, thanks. Well, all right, Jeff. Uh, who who else was there? Did Penn College come this year? No, they they didn't come this year. Although we did have the uh, uh, automobile driving museum out of California, and they were driving a 1959 Etzel, which uh, <clears throat> that was uh, that was an interesting vehicle. And and uh, of course, with all of these, uh, you've got to remember that all of these are 1972 or older vehicles. So. Uh, just the problems that come with driving a vehicle of that vintage uh, about 2300 miles I believe it was this year uh, brings its own set of issues along the way um, one example of that was the um, high, sc- high school team out of Tallahassee Florida they were uh, driving a 1966 Thunderbird and uh, they had some cooling problems found out I guess that uh, there was uh, some issues with their radiators, so they spent one night in the rain uh, in front of a, a, a O'Reilly's auto parts store and actually changed out the radiator in the parking lot. And uh, you can imagine for high school kids, uh, the thought of changing a, changing a radiator was probably something that never crossed their mind starting the race. Cool. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Well, first of all, it's incredible. O'Reilly's had a 1966 Thunderbird radiator in stock. Well, I guess that they made it fit. Uh, oh. They ended up using yeah. a lot of pull ties, I'm told. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> then there was a, uh, we actually had a uh, high school, uh, Central Magnet School out of Murfreesboro. And yes. uh, that was, uh, it was really helped to a great, great extent by the, um, Stones River region. Um, We've uh, had them on the radio Jeremy show. Jeremy Bird, who's president of the AACA um, Stones region, had uh, been very involved in it. And, um, gee, those kids uh, actually blew a head gasket in the 1953 Pontiac. And um, I know that they thought that they had a correct one from a local parts store, got it to the car, found out it was incorrect, and uh, so that night, uh, Jeremy drove, uh, we were near Murfreesboro, drove from there to Memphis, Tennessee, drove then back to the next stop, which was um, uh, further up the line. And uh, again, in the middle of the night, the kids are out there changing a head gasket. Uh, they got two that time just to be sure if they had any other gaskets that went, they, they could change those. But... Uh, replaced the head gasket and off they were and made it all the way up as a matter of fact all of the teams made it all the way to um, Moline Moline, that was last year the year before Traverse City Michigan so everybody uh, everybody made it from start to finish all seven cars which was really quite incredible how many total participant car vehicles were there well this year I believe we started with uh, I believe it was 120 or 121 cars, and uh, it's just amazing. Uh, particularly at the start, there's always the uh, uh, park for May at the at the start, where and at the finish as well. But uh, each evening along the way, all of the competitors, after they cross the finish line, 
uh, in whatever city we happen to be in. They'll actually close off a couple of city blocks, and um, the um, local public can come out, see the cars. It, it quite literally is a rolling museum because you've got 100-plus cars, 120-plus uh, cars, none of them newer than 1972, and the oldest one uh, was a 1916 Hudson. Uh, or, actually, we had a couple of uh, uh, teens cars, I guess you, you would call it, brass era cars, um, in the competition this year. But uh, everything in between, I mean... Uh, a lot of Jags, uh, MGs, of course, a bunch of Model A's, and uh, Thunderbirds, and you name it. And, and it was rolling in a northerly direction towards um, uh, Traverse City. Quite impressive. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, that everybody made it. That's... Yeah. Pickup trucks. Many? Do you see many pickup yeah, trucks? Yeah, uh, Model A pickup trucks. Uh, gee, there was, there was a... Uh, quite a variety of pickup trucks. Uh, I know one year we had, I didn't recall seeing it this year, a fire truck, uh, ambulances. Uh, this coming year, 2018, I know we're going to have a hearse uh, in the competition. And uh, Is that for Steve? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've got the tow truck with Alfred to pick up the pieces, and I guess the horse is going to be there for... <laughs> Let's your, but, bring uh, your own box. Yeah, well, somebody's, somebody's dying to ride in it, I'll bet. <laughs> well, you know, interesting story on the hearse. I, I didn't realize, but the fellow told me that he was looking for a siren. And I thought, now, you know, that's kind of strange. Why would you put a siren on a hearse? And uh, he says, no. He said, in the day, uh, the hearse doubled as the ambulance. As an ambulance, oh, yeah. 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 A lot yeah. of them were both, yeah. Yeah. Been so you'd, have the, you, you'd go to make the pickup with a siren blaring, and then, of course, you'd get there and you'd find out that uh, you were too late. <laughs> and so then so, you'd put them in, and, yeah. and it would change, change jobs to a hearse. And turn and the siren off, off the and drop them off at the home. See ya. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to be you. <laughs> no. Oh, so, man. Uh, a lot of interesting stories come out of this. And when you meet the competitors, uh, you know, everyone has, well, as with any car guy, you know, they all have, have an incredible story. And some of these vehicles have quite a heritage to them. So it really, uh, it, it's an experience for the folks along the way who get to see it. And literally, every town we come into... Um, the numbers are in the thousands, naturally. The bigger cities are in the tens of thousands uh, who, who turn up for this thing. When we got to Traverse City, that was an over-the-top finish, I think, for everyone because we arrived right in the middle of Cherry Festival. And wow. so, I don't know, yeah. there, were, there were several hundred thousand people in Traverse sure. City for that. And we were right downtown, right near the waterfront. And part of the show that day was the um, Air Force Thunderbirds. And so they were out performing over the lake, but then part of the routine was they did a low pass over the city, and they came right over the finish line of, um, of Great Race and uh, went the length of the cars up Park for May, uh, cars that were lined up along the street in a, in a low pass. And you can imagine the sound... Uh, uh, from those fighter jets uh, at a very low altitude 
combined with the excitement that was going on for a great race, uh, it made for a very spectacular finish. Well, it sounds like it. And, and what do you have booked for next year in Halifax at the finish? Well, next year is oh, there we go. I see the great the X couple. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I had it up for a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, there we well, go. That's, uh, yeah, that's the division logo. And uh, this year, the uh, the kids all had that on their car, and uh, were uh, uh, were really quite proud of the fact that they were representing the X Cup division. Uh, next year, of course, we're going to start in Buffalo, which uh, I don't know if any of you fellas have been to the Buffalo area lately, but it certainly is not the Buffalo of 20 years ago. <laughs> no, uh, the snow the snow's gone finally. The snow is gone, and it will be guaranteed it will not snow uh, at the start. The start next year is the 23rd of June uh, mm-hmm. at the Buffalo Pierce Arrow Transportation Museum, yes. and that's a story in itself. Uh, Jim Sandoro and his wife Marianne have really spent a life lifetime collecting, and uh, he's under a, a very active... Uh, expansion program. As a matter of fact, his goal is really simple. Uh, when it's complete, and actually he's acquired the buildings now to do it, he just has to connect them together, he will have the largest automobile museum in the world, uh, not in terms of numbers of cars, but he has warehouses filled with not only cars, but memorabilia. And the last number I heard was like over 300,000 square feet of uh, exhibit space. So that, and, and he also has a Frank Lloyd Wright, full-size Frank Lloyd Wright gas station. gas station. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Built in, yes. in the atrium uh, of the museum. And as a matter of fact, that's where we're going to have the uh, Friday night banquet. So just a fabulous facility. The Buffalo Waterfront has undergone a transformation. Uh, canal side is what it's called. And... Um, certainly not not the old image of buffalo that some folks think of part of the uh experience for everybody is going to be um heading up to niagara falls and of course for a lot of the folks uh in great race uh, they've never been to niagara falls but uh, there's going to be a lot to see and do while in buffalo is, and is, we'll is be he going to rent out, out segways to get around his museum Oh, you almost need it. You really do. You get your exercise. And when the collection is fully set up, he's, as I say, just in the acquisition process right now and uh, is going to be connecting his current museum, which is very large to begin with, with an even larger building uh, right adjacent to it. And um, when the collection is is finally complete and and all the exhibits are set up, uh, it will take you... Yeah, a couple of days to see it all. It's just an incredible facility, and and it's certainly in a beautiful venue. Downtown Buffalo has really transformed. And, Jeff Stum uh, said yeah. that you were going over the falls in a barrel as part of the, <laughs> the show. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know. We're going to be very close to the falls. One of the things that uh, Jim is working on now is to uh, bring some of the vehicles, a few of the vehicles, uh, very close to the falls. For, um, for one of those Kodak moments. So I, I hope that they have a real good fence and that won't be a problem. 
Is there yeah. any chance we could get a high wire across the falls and give Steve the opportunity <laughs> to walk the high wire? Well, I, I was thinking that, or, or maybe uh, the wax uh, museum-type image of Steve. There. Well, uh, I'm going to be representing O.J. now that he's out with the Buffalo Bills, a new contract. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're going to be his agent to take yeah, the top yeah, 20%? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a break and get out of here for a few minutes and uh, take a breather from this action. We'll be back on the Classic Car Show right after this. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio with Jeff Mall, our ex-car, our great race. What would we call it? What do you want to be called? Expert. Expert. Yeah, yeah. He's, the he's the guy. Does, does blood relation we make got you a guy. expert? We got a guy. We got a guy. Yeah. That's it's Jeff. in the jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Levi's or Wrangler's? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing, of course, great grandpa lived to the age of ninety nine, so that's one gene I sure hope that I got. Oh wow! Yeah, you, you, <laughs> holy smoke! Yeah. <laughs> good, good for you. All right, all right. Well, now let's keep talking about Buffalo because I think that's incredible. But from Buffalo where the start is and you're going to do Niagara Falls, where do you go next or where's the first stop? Well, uh, probably, as you know, the actual route, uh, the way that we're traveling, uh, the roads that we'll be using are all kept as a very guarded secret. Uh, Nobody really knows that route until 30 minutes before departure time. But um, we will be, I I can say, we will be headed up in the uh, direction of Rochester, And um, we're going to be going around uh, the northern tier, I guess you would call it, of of the states, coming up to um, a border crossing and then crossing over into uh, Quebec and then on to um, Nova Scotia, ending up in Halifax. And it will be international. Excuse me. So everybody's got um, got to do the passport thing and all of that. And then uh, uh, with the finish in Halifax, that's just a beautiful city uh, in itself. And the route is quite spectacular. I don't know if you've been up into the northern provinces of, of Canada, the northeast provinces, but uh, spectacular. The uh, 
Bay of Fundy and the tidal bore and all of that uh, that you don't really get to see in any of the U.S. coastal areas, and then uh, finishing up in the city city of Halifax. So, it, it the uh, details of the of the route, and of course as they become available, will be at uh, www.greatrace.com, all one word, G-R-E-A-T-R-A-C-E dot com. Now, for additional information on Axe Cup, and uh, as I say, those are that's primarily the division designed for high school and college students. Um, that's very simple. It's greatrace.com slash X dash cup, C-U-P. So it's greatrace.com slash X dash C-U-P. Uh, I've got it up now, on the camera. Now, for information on the New York to Paris run, it'll, it's going to be kind of an uh, interesting start. Uh, the 23rd of uh, June in, is the place to be. If you're going to be anywhere in the universe, you want to be in Buffalo, New York, on the 23rd of June, 2018, because that will be the start of Great Race, headed for uh, Halifax, and we're going to be doing a, a combined start from the museum, because we're going to start out in New York City, Times Square, uh, a couple of days before that, but we will be up in Buffalo on the 23rd to uh, join in on the festivities uh, surrounding Great Race uh, while in Buffalo, and then the morning of the 23rd of June, which is a Saturday, uh, we're going to be doing a combined start. So those of us who are headed for Paris, west for Paris, uh, we, we get to leave an hour early. We're going to be leaving at 10 o'clock from the starting line because we've got further to go. So that's why we have to start an hour early. Uh, Paris is a, is a little bit of a run there for us. But uh, at 11 o'clock, then, the great racers will be headed easterly towards uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. So it should be quite a, quite a spectacular start. Oh, it sounds like it. And uh, I'm sure there'll be marching bands and uh, a lot oh, of yeah. fall to roll. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they started from here twice. Yeah. I remember that in yeah. Marietta Town yeah. Square. Yeah, it was so. packed. Uh, can, people, can people register now? As a matter of fact, uh, I was just speaking yesterday with Jeff Stum, who is the director of Great Race, and Great Race uh, 2018 is sold out. Uh, what? All, Already? All of the slots are taken. And um, actually, it was sold out in record time this year. Um, uh, usually, I, I can remember some years, it would be a little bit later in the fall. But this year, um, here we are mid, mid-August, and uh, if you want to join in great race uh, your first opportunity will be 2019 uh, before you can do that 120 20 positions have been taken and so there's a waiting list now which certainly anybody is welcome to go and and that's the greatrace.com um, website and uh, there is a form there where you can enter uh, a waiting list and um, as I say those would be for opportunities to race in 2019. Now, the one website I don't think I gave you yet was for the uh, 2018 New York to Paris. Again, we'll be headed west with our group, and um, while the others are headed east towards um, towards Halifax. But the uh, New York to Paris website is very simple. It's 
T-O Paris, P-A-R-I-S dot com, 2018NY2Paris.com. And that gives all of the information uh, regarding the um, uh, Times Square to Eiffel Tower run that we'll be making next year in 2018. Yeah, that that sounds great. Have you got your kids, the the, the X Cup teams, lined up for next year? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, of course, the school year hasn't even started for some of the colleges yet. So um, their actual the um, the young people who will be actually acting as as competitors uh, haven't been selected yet. But we know that uh, it's going to be the returning groups, and uh, we're going to have. Um, uh, uh, one new team this year that uh, we know about is, uh, and you probably know him, Steve, well, uh, Wayne Vick from um, uh, northwestern part of uh, Georgia. Uh, he's been a, a frequent great racer in the past. Yes. And uh, he's helping to field a, um, a team from, and I'm, uh, it's at one of the colleges up in northwest Georgia. It's a technical college. Uh, the name at the moment I don't have. Yeah, I know the one but, you mean, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be fielding a team, and Mr. Vick has already uh, cool. um, entered them. So we'll have one new rookie team, and we expect uh, uh, the rest will be competitors from the 2017 Great Race X Cup division. So a great field, a great field of competitors. And so that and, they, uh, nobody can register anymore for the X Cup even, right? No, that that is those slots are all taken right now. And again, anybody with interest, we're, we certainly love to talk with them about it and about the opportunities of X Cup, because there's a lot of things that go along with X Cup uh, that directly benefit not only the experience for the young people, but long term. This year, um, uh, AACA has been a very strong supporter of the X Cup program, and as a matter of fact, uh, we handed out scholarships totaling $9,500 this year at the finish of uh, Great Race in Traverse City. And uh, the recipients of those are kind of unique in, in terms of scholarship programs. Um, this is very finely tuned, and it's for young people who are going to continue advanced ed- education in automotive. Now, it doesn't have to be turning a wrench. It could be an automotive engineer and 3D design or uh, whatever it is, but there has to be an automotive component. And uh, AACA feels that these young people, particularly those who have chosen to make automotive uh, their career, uh, are, are very good potential long-term members uh, for AACA. They, they have that interest already within them. Oh, and yeah. uh, on top of that, AACA uh, provided uh, four $1,000 grants. So, so I actually handed out uh, uh, four $1,000 debit cards at the start of the event to four teams, and that's for fuel and parts and, and food and that type of thing for, the, for these young people. So those, that type of support was very important. On top of that, Reliable um, uh, it, it provided transportation of one team's car from campus to the starting line and from the finish line back to campus. And in this case, Reliable took uh, the Al Unser car from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to uh, Tallahassee and then from Traverse City back to Albuquerque. So with that type of support, uh, it, it just really uh, It's only going to continue to grow. Teams. 
it's only going to continue to grow. I think it's great. We had we talked to uh, Chris Paulson from McPherson, and there he said we're, we're really talking seriously about getting getting doing it again. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. They were they were a, a terrific competitor, and uh, matter of fact, they won several times the X Cup division, mm-hmm. and. The experience that this is for young people, uh, it, it, it's the definition of bucket list. Now, normally, like when we did Route 66, that's something that a lot of car guys, you know, say, well, when I retire and I get the time to do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run Route 66. Well, here you've got uh, young people in their late teens, early 20s doing something that most of us don't get to do until much later in life. Or do it all. And... Yeah, and for them, this is a, is a life-changing experience for them. This becomes part of who they are, and that's what that's exactly what Great Race X Cup Division and is about. That's exactly what AACA and Reliable and all of the other great sponsors and supporters are are aiming for, and it's happening. Cool. Uh, any anyhow, we're going to talk about your your stuff. Uh, uh, when we come back from from break, uh, have you been doing just in sort of kicking that off? Have you been doing any other newer uh, programs? Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to be at Hershey, and uh, in the upcoming issue of Antique Automobile, um, you'll actually see. Uh, we even did an ad, which is uh, is kind of a first. We're going to be uh, at Hershey in two locations with two of the uh, world cars. And we'll be in chocolate at C2H, which is right across from where Haggerty has their swap yep. the street, yeah. and where they're building the car right from parts that they're gathering during Hershey. Uh, one one of the uh, booths will be there along with the car, and then the second one will be up in Orange BB at the Society of Automotive Historians. Oh, yeah, I know is, those guys. Um, yeah, up in the uh, Orange Field. Uh, orange Bring the hearse for those guys. They'll need it. I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, they're history there already. Uh, there really are. They're doing a great job in preserving history. They do. They do. No, I mean you. Are you doing any new stuff other than the, the original one and you did the one about a, uh, the, the uh, Glidden Tour and some other stuff? Oh, no. Well, I'll tell you, I am doing, and uh, in terms of speaking, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be speaking at the uh, SAH, Society of Automotive Historian Banquet, in Hershey. And kind of a, a, a different program, of course, you've heard uh, the 1908 New York to Paris oh, many uh, times, program, yeah. which is really kind of great Grant talking about his experiences as he rounded the world uh, in, in 08. And uh, the new program, first time I, I did it was at the AACA national meeting in Philly last February. But it's the restoration of the Thomas Flyer. And that's kind of a cool program because I don't do much talking in it. Um, we've actually got recordings of uh, Bill Hera, who is, of course, the man behind the restoration of the Thomas Flyer, um, a multi-million dollar uh, casino, anybody who's gone to Vegas or Atlantic City or pretty much anywhere else gambling knows the name Hera, but his true passion was uh, restoration and collection. And uh, at the time he acquired the Thomas Flower, he had over 700 vehicles, which later grew to a total of over 1,500 vehicles uh, at the time of his death, and um, the largest personal collection in the world. 
And uh, the story of the restoration of the flyer from really a basket case. I mean, it was worse than a barn find uh, when they got it from uh, Austin Clark in Long Island to what it is today um, is is an amazing story. It is. A, it is a cool story. The, the, the program is actually in the words of uh, Bill Hera in his voice, and, and George Schuster are talking about that restoration. Cool. So, uh, well, we're going to take a quick break, Jeff. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about New York to Paris. You got it. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show with our guest today, Jeff Mall. And uh, Jeff, quickly give us your website for the great race. Yes, the, uh, the 2018NYTOParis.com, 2018NewYorkToParis.com. Dot com, and um, that tells all about the route. It uh, it also tells a little bit about the history behind it, and some news items that are coming up. And um, so it, it's the place to go for the latest information on the uh, uh, New York to Paris run next year. We'll be starting the 21st of June in uh, Times Square, and we'll be in Paris the 25th of October at the Eiffel Tower. Cool. When you do these presentations and programs, do you bring your 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 own audio equipment, or do you, do you still have to trade moon pies and RC colas for AV stuff? Do you want me? Do you want me to just cut him off? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you. Every time I, I I see an ad, well, you don't see that many ads for moon pies, but every time I walk past and I see a reference to moon pies. There's one. There's one face I think of. And, uh, <laughs> that was still the one. I've told that story a million times about getting trait that that stuff. Oh, it it really got us out of a jam that day, and I'm forever <laughs> grateful. It really uh, really helped out. That's for sure. All right, let's talk a little bit about the the New York to Paris race. What what's what about this one? I I you know this is not this hasn't really hit the hit the mainstream yet but so you can start it off well we're uh we're doing something really quite different this run is going to be the original route and of course great Grant kept meticulous notes he actually had a log in his pocket that he would enter every night we still have that log and um 
it, it's all of the cities and towns and villages along the way. As a matter of fact, crossing the United States, we're going to be stopping in places like Cheyenne, Wyoming, where a um, uh, very interesting uh, gal owns a hotel, a hundred over a hundred year old hotel, right in downtown Cheyenne. And we know Great Grant kept the menu from the banquet, the welcoming banquet, the really? night that they arrived in Cheyenne. Ah. And she's going to have her chef recreate that menu for when we arrive for a welcoming banquet. Uh, Union Pacific Railroad is going to bring out one of their steam locomotives for a photo op, just as they did in 1908. Of course, the original race was very well documented by the New York Times correspondent who was riding in the back seat of the Thomas Flyer. And um, so a lot of these moments will be side-by-side comparisons with how it looked a hundred years ago. We'll, of course, be stopping in Reno at the uh, National Museum, which is where the Thomas Flyer is today, and uh, on into San Francisco where they loaded onto a steamer. Uh, Of course, they were headed to Seattle. We know we can't uh, cross Alaska. Uh, Even (laughs) 110 years later, you still can't drive across the frozen Bering Strait. And, of course, we're going to be there in in uh, July, so that won't work. But uh, we're going to be loading in containers, crossing over uh, to Yokohama, Japan, drive across the same route that they drove across in uh, 08, then taking a, a large seagoing ferry uh, across to Vladivostok, uh, Siberia, and from there driving, and it's only 9,000 miles from there, to <laughs> Paris. <laughs> so we'll be driving... Oh, it's just a day's to, drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, just down down the road. and uh, But uh, parallel to the Trans-Siberian Railroad, be seeing Lake Bacall, the uh, largest freshwater, deepest freshwater body in the world, which a lot of people don't even know about, uh, on into Moscow, up to St. Petersburg, back down to Berlin, and then on into Paris. Uh, and again, the, the original route is close as we can possibly be to uh, exactly what they did in 1908. Cool. Don't forget to bring a bicycle light just in case. That's right. That's right. We've got to have the bicycle so we can get into Paris. They won't stop us at the outskirts because we have uh, inoperable. Uh, of course, we we do have a little bit of an advantage. We aren't using carbide headlights this time. But, uh, yeah, that was a big issue. They almost didn't get to the finish line because of a uh, technicality that you had to have two headlights to get into the city of yeah. Paris. One of the things we are going to be doing, too, while we're in Buffalo, is we're going to drop down to Springville, New York, which was, um, George was born in Buffalo, but he spent most of his life down in Springville. In 1920, he opened the very first Dodge Brothers dealership in Springville, and um, there's a brand new museum being built in Springville. It's called the Heritage Building, Concord Historical Society. And as a matter of fact, our ribbon cutting is going to be September the 30th of this year, and uh, it's it's a streetscape. It's sort of like Disney. Um, it's Main Street, Springville, 1920 through 1960, and uh, street lights and telephone poles and, and stores along the way, full size, and then like Disney, uh, smaller uh, second and third stories going up. The, the ceiling over Main Street is like 35 feet high. Well, one of the places is going to be George's Garage which was the Dodge Brothers dealership. And uh, in there will be all of the photographs from the race. Uh, We've got a big screen TV in there, which will have videos uh, on uh, the race itself, the restoration of the Thomas Flyer, and all of that information. 
And then really cool over in the corner is going to be a touchscreen interactive exhibit, and we think the kids are going to be especially drawn towards that. You will be able to touch the screen, and standing next to it is a life-size stand-up picture of George, and uh, George will actually answer those questions that you touch in his own voice. And we have uh, recordings from when he was in Hershey in 1964, and uh, you can ask him, you know, what did you eat? Where did you get your gasoline? Uh, all those questions. By touching the screen, then George will answer. And cool. we think that uh, that'll be pretty cool, especially for the younger generation. So I'll have to go back to Springville and go back to that pizza place you took us to. You we absolutely there. have got to do Oh, and by the way, there's an ice cream shop right across the street, <laughs> brand new, just open. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get you a, I'll get you a cone when you get here. So put that on your list. <laughs> All right. Now, for our listeners that may not know where Springville is, how, how far is this from Buffalo? Well, Springville is about thirty miles south of Buffalo. So for those of us, uh, we'll be doing that actually on uh, Friday, uh, the day before the start. So that would be Friday, the twenty-second of June. We'll be bringing the cars down to Springville. Uh, the folks. Uh, uh, doing the New York to Paris uh, event, we'll be able to tour the um, the facility there. Uh, we're going to be going up to the cemetery uh, the, uh, where where George is, and um, the Boy Scouts are going to be there, and they're going to play taps, and we're going to go to his house, which is still located in Springville. So they'll be able to learn a lot about the man uh, behind the victory. Yeah. And, of course, George now was inducted into the Automotive Hall of Fame, and it's kind of ironic because his name now is right next to Henry Ford and Ransom Olds, who said that that race was impossible, couldn't be done. <laughs> and uh, oh, George great. proved them all wrong, and, and yeah. it's been recorded in history. And the car last year was inducted into the National Historic Vehicle Register, number 12, which is a joint venture between the Library of Congress and the D- Department of Interior, and uh, that is to document historically uh, significant American-built automobiles. Quite a process. Um, and so both the car and the driver now are, are where they should be in history. And it makes me feel pretty good that, uh, that yeah. that's finally That's cool. Yeah. yeah, we had fun up there anyway, but I guess that leaves my Yugo out, huh? No, you go. <laughs> hey. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> But, You're but, always welcome, Steve. But but anyway, uh, on your your New York to Paris age restrictions or limits on the cars? Nope, um, we've got some with with newer models. Of course, we we'd like to have uh, a good representative representation of, of uh, older models, and we do have some pre-war. Uh, but uh, gee, we have one fellow who's thinking of taking a Jeep, and uh, which especially in Manchuria and Siberia, would work out really well. So uh, no particular uh, limitations as far as uh, vehicle age. And um, it's just having the desire. One, one quote that I always come back to because people say, wow, you know, that sounds like such a, such a difficult thing to do. And uh, there was a quote from T.S. Eliot, which I think really sums it up. Only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far they can go. And I think that that's what this is all about. Jeff, Jeff, I, uh, I'm just curious. With all the things that are happening today, how do you overcome the politics? Well, actually, uh, China and Russia and most of the countries are very eager to have us come, and Japan certainly. 
And we're working with a company called Mir, M-I-R, based out of, out of uh, Seattle, Washington. And Mir has been, Doug Grimes is the CEO, and uh, they have been in this part of the world for 30 years. And uh, a couple of cool things about the way Mir does things, uh, they've been arranging tours for, for that length of time. But uh, they do it uh, with a lot of contact, local contact. Uh, we aren't going to have with us uh, an interpreter who's maybe a college kid out of the States who can speak Russian or Chinese. Uh, Mir uses local people uh, as the interpreters. And this becomes uh, really uh, important when it comes, say, say, for example, you break something. Well, if you've got a local fella whose uncle may have a machine shop up the street, he knows where, where we can get parts and, and that sort of thing. So that local local knowledge is uh, really as important as being able to interpret the language. Jeff, is that and collusion? Course, I'm sorry? Is, is that collusion when you know somebody up the street? Well, it, it, sometimes it's the same way we do things here in the States. If you're out on tour, and I know we've done it a number of times in um, uh, Great Race, at the finish line, somebody will break an axle or you know, some part, some major part. And, of course, trying to find an axle for a vintage automobile isn't the easiest thing in the world. And uh, so they'll actually make an announcement at the finish line, and local folks will come right up and, and offer their help. And it's pretty much the same way. Uh, we don't have a finish line each day, but but we do have our guides with us. And um, so I think that that really is is a very valuable capability to have when you're doing something like this. Hey, Jeff, on the New York to Paris run, will there be any motorcycles? You know, n- nobody has stepped forward uh, with a motorcycle, but I, I certainly don't see why you couldn't do right, that. Right, right. Um, that would be, uh, you know, you would probably want something a little bit bigger than a moped uh, to to make it. But yeah. uh, well, you, you know, know good, they, they a do good the... Harley. Uh, if if you can uh, if you can stand riding a Harley for uh, thirteen thousand miles, oh, uh, oh, I gosh. suppose that that would work. Yeah, I, I can't. I'll have to Jeff, bring the, the ring of life with if you're going to yeah. do that, <laughs> Jeff. We're going to have to uh, thank you very much Thanks, for being Jeff. on. Uh, the classic car show again and we're going to keep updating as as we get closer and closer to it and uh keep getting reports from jeff mall throughout the yeah. year yeah i'd love to talk to him again jeff thank well, you very much well you got much. it and it's always my pleasure i i mean i can't think of a better way to spend a su- uh, saturday morning than to be on the classic car show with you guys all right well, see you well, at hershey thanks. brother yeah all Sounds right good take care be safe Bye. To America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.